Hi, everyone, and welcome back to LD's Pro Wrestling Babble podcast. So, I just finished watching AEW's All Out pay per view, and I'm going to give you the results, and then I'm going to give you some of my reactions to what happened tonight. I'll start out by saying it was the best pay per view I can remember watching in quite a long time, top to bottom. Halfway through, I was like, I more than got my money's worth. So we're going to start with the buy-in, which had the best friends and Jurassic Express team up to face the Hardy family office. Best friends and Jurassic Express won. Then the next match was for the TNT title, and it was Miro who defeated Eddie Kingston. The next match was Mox. Oh, John Moxley. And he defeated Kojima. Then the next match was for the Women's Championship. And Britt Baker defeated Chris Statlander. The next match was the Steel Cage match for the Tag Team Championships. Um, the Lucha Brothers defeated the Young Bucks. Then we had the Women's Battle Royale, which the winner receives a title shot against the champion. And Ruby Soho was the Joker, and she won the Battle Royal. Next was the match of Jericho versus MJF, with Jericho's career in AEW being on the line. Jericho defeated MJF. The next match was what most people were buying the pay-per-view to see, CM Punk versus Darby Allin. Uh, CM Punk defeated Darby Allen. Then we had the cooldown match of QT Marshall versus Paul White. Paul White defeated QT Marshall. And then the main event was for the AEW World Championship title. And it was Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega defeated Christian Cage. So the first match I'll be discussing is the 10-man tag team match that was in the preview of the buy-in. It was the Hardy family office versus the team of best friends and Jurassic Express. Um, I really liked how on commentary Excalibur and the others talked about how Private Party are just being used by Matt Hardy and how their focus isn't on the tag team titles anymore like it was. That was like a really nice bit of continuity in the storyline. It was a really fun match. The crowd was really into it. Jungle Boy made Helico tap. The good guys won, which everyone always loves. And then the Butcher from the, from the Butcher and the Blade returned. We haven't seen him in months. He's been out with an injury. And he, it was a post-match beatdown. They, um, Matt Hardy threatened to cut Orange Cassidy's hair. And I loved that a bunch of good guys from the locker room actually came out to make the save. I spotted Dante Martin and his brother, John Silver, Varsity Blondes. And it makes, it just makes sense. Like the good guys would be friends with each other. Why wouldn't they help each other? It, you know? So it, it was nice. I liked that. So, and it sets up 
potential storylines for, you know, Dark, Dark Elevation, Dynamite, and Rampage. So that was the buy-in match. So I think people could watch that for free. That wasn't even technically part of the pay-per-view. The opening match of the pay-per-view was for the TNT Championship. It was Eddie Kingston versus the Redeemer, Miro. Um, it was it was the first match, so it's weird to say, but like it was like my match of the night. I was like, as it was happening, I was like, I don't know how they're going to top this. I love when a pay-per-view starts strong like that. It was a really good match. So the crowd was crazy loud. They were at Eddie Chance. He was wearing his <laughs> Redeem These Nuts shirt. Um, Eddie was smiling, ready to fight. Commentary was calling him crazy. Eddie, the Mad King, how he's a scrapper, but he's intelligent. How his plan was to go for the neck and how all of his moves would really help him against Miro. There was a Redeem These Nuts chant. Miro, for the first time since he's had this Redeemer gimmick, seemed like not 100% sure of himself. He, he was a little, you know, hesitant facing Eddie. Um, Eddie poked him in the eyes and his face was hilarious. More Eddie chants and Eddie's face was really red. I think Miro really connected with his boot when he was, um, when they were outside of the ring against the barricade. Um, Miro took control of the match. Big boos for him. The crowd loves Eddie as much as I do. Um, there was a vertical leap kick, which was crazy. Um, commentary was talking about Eddie's Japanese influence, how he's all about all Japan, early 90s, the four pillars. Um, Eddie kind of no-selled Miro's punches, and Miro was flinching when Eddie was chopping him. It was like his chest, but it was close to his neck. Two backdrops Eddie did, and uh, Miro kicked out at two. Miro's in pain. Um, Eddie did an elbow suicida to the neck. Uh, oh, the fisherman suplex. I really thought he had it. That was the closest to a count I've ever seen. More Eddie chants. I think... I think the commentary mentioned how it was a 20-minute time limit, which it is for every TNT title match. Um, Miro's chest is black, blue, and bloody. So Miro gets Eddie into a modified camel clutch. Eddie gets to the rope. The sold-out crowd loved it. They were chanting for him, and it like helped him. You know that pro-wrestling trope, so it was entertaining. And that's when I wrote down in my notes, that's the match of the night. Um, so Eddie had Miro pinned and Bryce, the referee, was not in place. So the crowd was so mad. There was a you fucked up chant. And then while the ref was distracted, Miro hit Eddie with a low blow, did his moves and beat Eddie. They were so close to the 20 minute time limit that I really thought that it was going to be a draw and that they would have a rematch in New York at the Ash Stadium. And I'm kind of bummed that that didn't happen. But I'm really glad I had this weird idea in my head that Lana was going to debut. And I was like, oh, if it's like Lana interferes and that'll be so like, I know I should have 
faith in Tony Khan and AEW never lets me down, but I was really worried about that because Miro's always mentioning his wife in his promo. So I thought that that could be a factor in the match. So the next match was John Moxley versus Kojima. And it was a great match. It was a match with John Moxley versus a Japanese legend. We've been lucky enough to see a few of these. So I feel really bad, but like I, I really didn't take notes because the what happened after the match was much more, you know, interesting. So um Minaro Suzuki made his entrance the crowd popped um the forbidden door was knocked wide open his theme is a banger by the way holy shit chance in the crowd and i'm like this 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 guy's like a dad and he's gonna fuck moxley up he's smiling he hits mox mox hits him back and it's just they're both like Suzuki laughs and then he hits him again and he's wobbly and it's like it's a great exchange they're like having fun being so violent and then Suzuki um gets the naked choke locked into Mox and then he does a pile driver and I'm like this old man just fucked your shit up so obviously They'll be having a match. I'm not sure if they um, announced when it is, but it'll probably be on Dynamite or Rampage. Um, and I'm so looking forward to it. Like this man is looks old, but he looks like he's gonna he could kick your ass. I, I wouldn't want to mess with him. Um, I think John Moxley's in for a, a tough fight. So the next match was. Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker, DMD, for the women's championship. There was a 60-minute time limit draw, like a time limit to the match. So I'm gonna be shallow and say Chris's hair and makeup were A plus, and Britt always looks like a million dollars. Match was great, you know. Chris Statlander is so powerful, and you know, she she can do so many great moves. And, you know, Britt's a great heel. And it was a great part where, you know, back and forth, you know, pinning each other. And, like, um, Chris Statlander was outside of the ring. And, like, Orange Cassidy is yelling at her. And it was awesome. It was like you never see that man try or, you know, get flustered. And he was, like, really, like, pushing her to, to go. It was kind of crazy. So, of course... It ended with Britt Baker winning. She, you know, got the lock jaw and Chris had to submit. So when will Britt Baker be dethroned? Like, I don't think she needs the belt to be so over, but it's like in AEW, she's just like considered like unbeatable at this point. So it'll be interesting to see who wins the women's battle royal and, um, it's going to be our next challenger. So the next match was the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. It was a steel cage match, and it was for the AEW Tag Team Championships. The entrance of the Lucha Brothers was amazing, and it kind of like used to the other company where like, oh, they give you amazing entrance, you're bound to lose. So I was a little worried there. Um, 
it was such a banger of a match. Like, you, you know, Ray Phoenix and Nick Jackson are going to like do crazy things, you know, not to say that, you know, Matt Jackson and Penta are amazing, but you knew there was going to be craziness. So I didn't have time to be taking notes. Like I'm trying to watch these men not die. I'm like, oh my God, like somebody's going to get hurt. But the start of the match, the crowd, a hundred percent behind the Lucha Brothers, which I, I love that the young bucks are heels and, you know, the crowd wanted the baby faces to win. Um, at one point, Matt Jackson pulled out his tried and true sneaker with the tax on it. And the crowd started chanting, you sick fuck. Um, it was a really nice Penta protecting his brother. And like, that's what wrestling's all about is, you know, the baby face taking a beating to save someone else. But it got a lot of heel heat and there were asshole chants for the Bucks. Then uh, Ray used the sneaker on the Bucks and they were Lucha Chants. Um, there was an a Avalanche Canadian Destroyer from like near the top of the cage. It was crazy. There were holy shit giants. I was like, I wrote down Matt Jackson's neck because I was like really concerned. This match was like watching all the clips of the PWG that I've seen like it's just it was just so crazy it was so fast paced it was so just it was amazing um AE dub chance um Ray Phoenix did a cross body from the top of the cage Penta pinned Nick knew and I thought I didn't think it was it was actually going to be the finish and pleasantly I was pleasantly surprised it was the finish the crowd was nuts in a good way like it was it was just crazy like it was just like the crowd loved it and it was beyond time for the young bucks to drop the belts like they had a great run and i understand that you know they're popular and everything but it was time and i've wanted i've been torn between wanting the lucha brothers or proud and powerful to be tag team champs since the beginning so um the lucha brothers really deserved it so i was really happy to see them go over next was the women's battle royale you know how these matches are with a lot of people and the way aew does it with the suits and all the people coming out in a row like it's a lot to keep track of so i only took notes of like the highlights um when anna jay entered she got a really nice pop i was happy for her she went straight for the bunny, which I liked. Um, then when Tay entered, she helped Anna Jay, and the crowd really liked that. So then it's, you know, everybody fighting. You don't know where to look. Um, and then it's time for the Joker. And, you know, the silence. And we all knew who we were hoping it would be, but, like, you never know. Just because the rumor mill says it's going to happen doesn't mean it's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, the chords to Rancid's Ruby Soho start playing, and Ruby Soho comes out. The crowd went wild. She looked so happy. And, like, her, the back of her jacket was Destination AEW because her all her vignettes of her have been like destination unknown um i mean i teared up a little bit i'm not gonna lie there were ruby soho chants i like i just loved this crowd 
So then it came down to Thunder Rosa and Ruby Soho. And the crowd was so into it. They were dueling chants. Like, it was like 50-50. It was great. Um, Thunder Rosa is awesome, but sorry, I love Ruby. Um, and she won. And the crowd popped. And I have to say, I am never, ever going to get tired of hearing Ruby Soho. That was always my favorite song. So even if I didn't already like Ruby Riot prior, like, she have to be my favorite. And I cannot wait to see her versus Britt Baker. That's going to be such a good match. Not just a good women's match. It's going to be a good match. Ruby can go. She's never gotten a chance to show what she can do. Oh, there was a nice little moment um, after Bryce was the referee again. And they have history in like Chikara or whatever. I'm I'm not that steeped into like the, the, the smaller promotions. But like he hugged her and it was like a really nice moment. And yeah, Ruby Soho is all elite. The next match was probably the most anticipated match. I know so many people probably bought this pay-per-view just, you know, to see this. It was CM Punk versus Darby Allen. And I'm going to be quite honest, I did not take a single note because I have never seen CM Punk wrestle in the ring. I was on a hiatus for his whole WWE career. When I when I came back, like obviously I listened to his um Colt Cabana podcast and like I, I know all the dirt about it. And uh, you know, I watched the pipe bomb and all that stuff. But like this was my first time seeing CM Punk live, like in the ring. So it was uh it was really good. I don't have a basis of comparison. So to me, he seemed not out of shape, not out of breath. He seemed like no ring rust. He seemed like he could go. Like, obviously there were points where he looked tired, but that happens in every wrestling match. Like that's just them selling. I I didn't think like he, he wasn't good. So many good moves, so many near falls. Uh, there was that crazy spot where he did the go to sleep to Darby and Darby went through the middle of the ropes and like I'm sure it was planned but like it's one of those things where as you're watching it you're like wow was that a botch like I'm I'm like I don't understand like was that supposed to happen and I liked you know Punk sitting in the corner and I waiting and taking his breath and I liked that Darby took full advantage of the 10 count and he didn't get back into the ring until nine. I never understand. Like if you can ha- take a couple seconds to like get some breath, like as a wrestler, why wouldn't you do that? So yeah, it was a great match. The crowd was on fire. They were for their hometown boy, man. But you know, there was a lot of support for Darby Allen too, but like the majority of people were a hundred percent behind punk. It was a really great match. Um, it's I love how even in defeat in this company, you don't get buried. You can still look amazing and you, you've just lost a match. Like obviously CM Punk won 
And I don't know why anyone would be surprised by that because it's been seven years. Why would he come back to lose? Why would they book him to lose? Like that just wouldn't make sense. But like Darby Allen doesn't look like a geek. He looks like he went toe to toe with the great, well, what does Sam Hill call himself? The best in the world. He went toe to toe with the best in the world. And, you know, he's, you know, stood his ground. He did it like he didn't win, but like he held his own and, you know, who's to say next time he won't, you know, get the best of CM Punk. So yeah, Darby Allen did not lose anything by losing this match. Um, after the match, Sting came out and he, you know, he shook Punk's hands and then, you know, Punk, you know, raised CM Punk's hand and it was very nice. And, I liked that it wasn't like a blood feud. It was, it was, you know, new versus young. Like I want to wrestle you. It, it was great. Like I, I, I think wrestling doesn't do that enough. Like sometimes it doesn't need to be a blood feud. It doesn't need to be so, you know, they just, people want to wrestle because they want to test themselves to see who's the better wrestler. So I walked away a huge punk fan. I saw some comments that I guess he used to wrestle in trunks, but I loved the like the, the pants or the tights. I have to look again to see what they were. Um, I've always preferred wrestlers in tights. I just trunks. I just don't I just don't like the look. Like some some people can pull it off, but the vast majority like yeah, no, I, I thought that was a good look for Punk, so good for him. And, like, it's been seven years. He doesn't want to do what he's already done, so I'm glad he tried something new. And um, as a new fan, I wouldn't know notice at all except for all the comments about it. But anyway, yeah, CM Punk beat Darby Allen. It was an amazing match. People who bought the pay-per-view just for that should be very satisfied. The next match was MJF versus Jericho, and it had Chris Jericho's entire AEW wrestling career on the line. So this was a must-win situation for Chris Jericho. I have to say, everything prior had been so good that as much as I was like, it was a good match, like, I was still thinking about like what I had seen and what was still to come and I don't know. So, you know, MJF comes out and he's, you know, trolling Y2J with like his entrance and uh, it was just, you know, whatever. Um, Wardlow came out to try to help MJF and then Hager came out to help Jericho and I've never been happy to see Hager in my entire life but for once I was because like I don't, I don't care how controversial it is you know I still root for Chris Jericho so MJF pins Jericho but Jericho gets his leg on the rope but Aubrey Edwards, the referee, is only focused on the shoulders, so she doesn't see it. So she counts. One, two, three. Bell rings. MJF's announced the winner. And my heart sunk. I was like, oh, that's such a terrible way for Y2J to like end his career. Like, oh, man. Then another referee comes down and, you know, tells Aubrey, like, you fucked up. Like, you know, his, his foot was on the rope. So she restarts the match and Y2J wins. 
and the inner circle comes out to celebrate with him. And it was just like really nice. And I know some people think, you know, maybe Jericho should hang it up or whatever. But I think he's still so valuable. He still has more young talent to put over. And I wouldn't have liked that. Like he had his, he had his foot on the rope, but he still loses like that. That would have been aggravating, And that would have been like how another company would do it. Um, so, you know, now we'll have to see, like, is this really the end of this feud? Does this feud ever end? Or is MJF going to be like, it's no, no fair and like contested or whatever. So I guess we'll find out Wednesday. I honest to God was completely ready to post this podcast before I realized I forgot to talk about QT Marshall in the and Paul White. I was going to call him the big show. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was the match we thought it was going to be. Paul White, you know, won. Um, but I didn't want to end it without, you know, covering that. So I'm glad Paul White won. I'm glad it was a quick match. And it was it was actually, I saw people complaining, like, how is this, you know, going after CM Punk? How, how dare they? And it's like, you guys never heard of the bathroom break match? Like, they, they want people to, like, have, like, you know, a chance to breathe and calm down before they give them the main event. So, I mean, I'm not talking bad about the guys. I know they're great men behind the scenes and everything. But like I said in my last podcast, I don't need to see paul white in 2021 and i never need to see qt marshall beyond you know aw dark like i don't even i don't even know if i want him on elevation to be quite honest but yeah so yeah paul white won so the main event was christian cage versus kenny omega um for the aew world title and it was a great match obviously Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage didn't take notes because I was too busy watching it um you know Christian fell through the table kind of weird and he's bleeding so I was like worried about that it was a good match there was so many times where I thought Christian had it but like I knew in my head like Kenny Omega's not gonna lose especially once the young bucks lost I was like they're not gonna have Kenny lose in the same night so I'm not going to be talking about this match because I need to talk about what happened after the match. So it was craziness. Like the music hits and the crowd is going, yes, yes, yes. Because they're assuming it's, you know, Daniel Bryan, AKA Bryan Danielson. And that's what the rumor mill has been talking about. That's what everyone's expecting. And swerve it's adam cole and the crowd went wild the crowd was not disappointed at all but i don't watch nxt and i don't know adam cole like i watched being the elite but i i never saw his episodes because i would just like i'd watch and then i'd stop and then i'd watch so everyone's happy about it and then it's like so tense in the ring because I do know like in the storyline of being the elite that they killed Adam Cole and he's a ghost and you know there's been all these easter eggs with like the Bucks and Kenny and stuff on being the elite so you're assuming because you know they were heels and they were beating down the baby faces who came to save Christian 
that Adam Cole is there to like take his revenge. But then another swerve. What am I watching? WCW from like 2000? Um, there was another swerve. He was like, joined the elite he's like they're my friends why why wouldn't i be with them and then like he hit like he hit jungle boy and i'm like that's just automatic heel heat because everyone loves jungle boy like how dare you so i felt so deflated because i was given this pay-per-view a 10 10 and then like that happened and i was like i didn't realize how much i wanted brian danielson to show up until he didn't show up but then I have to put more faith in Tony Khan. I have to stop thinking that AEW is anything like WWE where they live to disappoint fans. All of a sudden, the music comes on and you can hear like, it's like a different version, but I can hear like Daniel, Brian Daniels, <laughs> Daniel Bryan's old WWE theme but like remixed and refreshed. It's public music, so it's public domain. So WWE only owns their recording of it. They don't own any other arrangement of it. So Daniel Bryan comes out and like it, the roof like exploded off the place. Like I marked out in my house. I was like, so like, I didn't even know how much I liked him until like he showed up. Cause, cause like, I guess I was just like so deflated by the Adam Cole thing. And I know I'm going to get so much hate and people are going to be like, oh, Adam Cole's the best. I have nothing against them yet. It's just I never saw him. So it's like, oh, like I'm expecting this and I get this. So Daniel Bryan comes out and oh, the elite are scared. <laughs> Kenny Omega is like clutching his title. They're all one by one leaving, you know, it was great. It was great. And you like all the baby faces and oh, it was so like, I have to watch it again because I'm like, so my brain is scrambled. Like it was so exciting. Like that was crazy. I know the original plan supposedly was to debut him in New York at Arthur Ashe, but because of, you know, the pandemic and everything, you can't count on that. So I'm, I'm glad they pulled the trigger when they did, but like, I can't believe they, they, debuted him and Adam Cole in the same night like I'm surprised they didn't save one to pop a TV rating like I think Daniel Bryan at the pay-per-view made sense but like Adam Cole too like my god what else does Tony Khan have in like his back pocket because he's just always coming through with like amazing things but yeah um Bryan Danielson like I'm going to say this right now. He already feels completely different than he did as, as uh, Daniel Bryan. So I am a fan of Bryan Danielson and I cannot wait to see him wrestle the young guys. And I can't wait to see him versus Kenny Omega. But he needs to get in line because Adam Page needs to defeat Kenny Omega. But if God forbid for some reason that can't happen, Bryan Danielson would be an adequate substitution but yeah so it ended with brian danielson in aew